This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 223, The Relationship Between LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, by Michael Fulweiler with Gottman.com. Happy Wednesday. I'm Joss Marie, the host who reads to you every single weekday from some of the best relationship blogs out there, just like an audiobook. Today, I have a post from Gottman.com all about LeBron James and his relationship with the Cleveland Cavs. And just a side note, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge LBJ fan, so I for one am super excited about today's post. And since the post is actually a bit on the longer side, I'm going to cut right to it and start optimizing your life. The Relationship Between LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers by Michael Fulweiler with Gottman.com We had five great years together and one terrible night, Gilbert told James, and so started the process of reconciliation on Sunday night in Miami. Quote, I told him how sorry I was, expressed regret for how that night went, and how I let all the emotion and passion for the situation carry me away. I told him I wish I had never done it, that I wish I could take it back. End quote. Sound familiar? The relationship between LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers is not unlike a marriage. Four years after taking his talents to South Beach and crushing the collective heart of Cleveland, LeBron is coming home. What would Dr. John Gottman say about the complicated, off-and-on romance between the NBA superstar and NBA franchise? Today, we will analyze their relationship through the lens of Gottman research to explain how to overcome a betrayal and rebuild trust. Marriage number one, 2003 to 2010. According to Dr. Gottman, one of the best predictors of a couple's future is how they view their past. Let's start from the beginning. When the Cavaliers selected LeBron James as the first overall pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the city of Cleveland had already fallen in love with the chosen one from nearby Akron, Ohio. According to author Ryan Jones, James left high school as the most hyped basketball player ever. The relationship between the hometown kid and the Cavaliers flourished as James took the team to the NBA Finals in 2006 and won back-to-back -back MVP awards in 2009 and 2010. He adorned larger-than-life billboards and organized regular charity events in the Cleveland-Akron area. He was King James, Cleveland's homegrown superstar. However, James failed to deliver a championship to the city and faced heavy criticism for his poor shooting and costly turnovers, especially late in games. He became an unrestricted free agent on July 1, 2010. The Betrayal, 2010 Everything changed the night of July 8, 2010. On a nationally broadcasted television special, dubbed The Decision, LeBron James announced that he was taking his talents to South Beach and the Miami Heat. The public breakup was a devastating emotional blow to the city of Cleveland. According to the AP, fans could not understand why James, Akron born and bred, would embarrass the people who say they loved him most. Within an hour, Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert published an angry letter on the team's website to reassure the fan base. In it, he mocked the king and his nicknames, referred to his leaving as a shocking act of disloyalty and cowardly betrayal, and promised Cleveland would win a championship before James did. Fans burned his number 23 jersey on national television and greeted him with venom in his first game back the following season. It wasn't pretty. However, James did not retaliate. 
I have the utmost respect for this franchise, the utmost respect for these fans, he told reporters after the game. The Other Team, 2010-2014 James would go on to win an NBA championship in his second season with the Miami Heat, while the Cavaliers went 40-108 and in their first two seasons without him. James and Gilbert did not speak. I'd sit on the baseline when he came back to play in Cleveland. He'd look at me from the free throw line. Not good, not bad, just look, Gilbert later told USA Today. James would take Miami to the NBA Finals for four consecutive years, winning back-to-back MVP awards and NBA championships in 2012 and 2013. While the Cavaliers floundered in mediocrity, LeBron James became the most successful basketball player on the planet. After losing the NBA Finals to the San Antonio Spurs, James opted out of his contract with the Heat on June 25th and became an unrestricted free agent on July 1st. Rumors began to swirl that the Akron native was considering a return to his hometown. Would he get back together with the team that he had broken up with? If so, how would he be received by the fan base that he betrayed? Marriage number 2, 2014 to the present. On July 11th, James shocked the sports world by publishing a first-person essay in Sports Illustrated. In it, he revealed his intentions to return to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Quote, My relationship with Northeast Ohio is bigger than basketball. I didn't realize that four years ago. I do now, he explained. If he had to do it all over again, yes, he still would have left, but he would have done things differently. He addressed Gilbert's letter, the booing of the Cleveland fans, and the burning jerseys. Quote, My emotions were mixed. Everybody makes mistakes. I've made mistakes as well. Who am I to hold a grudge? End quote. King James was coming home. In an exclusive interview with USA Today, Gilbert explained his first meeting with James, a scene Mitch Olbum described as every guy seeing his ex-wife after the divorce. The two had not spoken in four years. According to Gilbert, the first thing I said to him was, LeBron, you know this is true. We had five good years and one bad night. Like a marriage that's good and then one bad thing happens and you never talk to each other again. On this planet, Gilbert said, there is no perfection. If you choose to end relationships because of one mistake, you're going to be alone. The Future Will it be possible for both parties to regain trust in one another? As Dr. Gottman explains in What Makes Love Last, our system for healing after a betrayal is founded in our 40-plus years of scientific research and clinical experience. The Gottman Trust Revival Method is separated into three phases. Phase number one, atone. Rebuilding cannot begin without the betrayer's expression of remorse, even in the face of profound skepticism. This is the confession. However, confession is not enough. The commitment to honesty must extend into the present. This is the verification. Then, both partners need to grasp why betrayal occurred in their relationship in the first place. This is understanding. The betrayed partner needs a clear explanation of why the deceiver wants back in. If the reason isn't made clear, the partner will remain wary that the new commitment will be short-lived. It is then that the betrayed partner can begin to forgive, the last step in the atonement phase. LeBron James's essay in Sports Illustrated addresses all steps of the atonement phase. Why did he leave the Cleveland Cavaliers for the Miami Heat? I was on a mission. I was seeking championships and we won too. Why does he want back in? 
I feel my calling here goes above basketball. I have a responsibility to lead in more ways than one, and I take that very seriously. Dan Gilbert has forgiven James. The city of Cleveland should too. Phase number two, a tune. After the couple emerges from the atonement phase with tentative forgiveness, they come together to build a new relationship. This is attunement. As part of this new commitment to each other, the couple goes public with the new normal in their relationship. Getting the word out helps to establish this new relationship as real and garner support from the people who are closest to them. It is important that the betrayer refuses CLALT, which stands for Comparison Level for Alternatives. Couples must relearn how to handle conflict so that it doesn't overwhelm them. For this purpose, we use the Gottman Rapport Blueprint and the Aftermath of a Fight Intervention from Gottman Couples Therapy. James and the Cavaliers, at the time of this article, were currently in the attune phase. While they were primed to regain trust in one another following the atone phase, their new relationship had not yet begun. There was still work to be done. Phase number three, attach. Following the attune phase, couples can complete the Gottman Trust Revival Method by expressing fondness and admiration using rituals of connection and turning towards one another. This is attachment. The couple builds a new shared meaning system so that forgiveness has existential meaning to each other. If there are remaining gridlocked conflicts, we use the Dreams Within Conflict intervention from Gottman Couples Therapy. The success of the attune phase will determine the success of the attach phase. Once James and the Cavaliers began their new relationship in the 2014 season, would they be able to create a new shared meaning system? Time would tell, but it certainly wouldn't hurt if James had brought home an NBA championship to the city of Cleveland. You just listened to the post titled, The Relationship Between LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers by Michael Fulweiler with Gottman.com. And as many of you already probably know, LeBron James did go on to bring an NBA championship home to the city of Cleveland in 2016. And Lee and I actually just took talent to see LeBron James and the Cavs play the Milwaukee Bucks back in December. And for those of you who may not know, Talon is our 22-month-old who is pretty much obsessed with anything that's in the shape of a sphere and that he can throw. So it was a real treat for all of us. And just real quick before I wrap up the show, The Marriage Minute is an email newsletter from the Gottman Institute that aims to improve your marriage in just 60 seconds or less. So if you're looking to rekindle the romance in your relationship, you can check out The Marriage Minute right at oldpodcast.com marriage. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the post as much as I did and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow with a post from Good Life Zen, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,